President Biden calling China's economy a ticking time bomb. The comments making headlines following earlier remarks that sparked Beijing's anger. China says it's arrested a Chinese national for spying for the CIA. This comes weeks after America's intelligence agency said it's rebuilding its spy network in China after devastating losses. Mexico promising to do more to stem the flow of fentanyl precursors from China. The deadly drug kills one American every eight minutes. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. U.S.-China tensions reaching new heights Friday after President Biden called China's economy a ticking time bomb. Biden made the comment during a fundraiser in Utah, where he pointed out China's aging workforce and high youth unemployment, adding China is in trouble. While Biden says he wants to stabilize relations with Beijing, he went on to add they have got some problems. That's not good, because when bad folks have problems, they do bad things. This comes as China's economy sank into deflation in July, amid a slew of other economic woes. Analysts call it a sign of a weakening Chinese economy as companies move their manufacturing operations out of the country. Beijing did not immediately respond to Biden's comments. These remarks bring to mind those he made in June, when he referred to Chinese regime leader Xi Jinping as a dictator. Beijing called those words political provocation. Biden's comments came on the heels of Secretary of State Antony Blinken's trip to China, which aimed to stabilize relations between the two countries. Beijing says it's found an American spy in its midst. Surnamed Zeng, the Chinese national, is under arrest on suspicion of spying for the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, or CIA. The news follows recent word from the agency that it's working to rebuild its spy network inside China. Here's that clip from CIA Director William Burns. About a decade ago, the CIA rolled up, the China rolled up a lot of CIA operations in China. A dozen or more CIA sources were arrested or worse, executed. Have you rebuilt? Um, yeah, we've made progress and we're working very hard um, over recent years um, to ensure that we have a strong human intelligence capability to complement um, what we can acquire through other methods. Over a decade ago, Beijing killed or detained over a dozen CIA sources. One of them was shot in front of his co-workers in the courtyard of a state building inside China. Back to the latest arrest, China says the newly captured alleged spy had worked from industrial group linked to the Chinese military. The group sent Zhang to Italy to further his studies. But while there, he reportedly got acquainted with a local CIA agent. The report refers to the U.S. agent as Seth. It goes on to say that Zhang later signed contracts with the U.S. intelligence agency. In exchange, he was promised large sums of money and a smooth U.S. immigration process for his entire family. The statement continues that Zhang repeatedly delivered core intelligence to CIA agents after returning to China from Italy. Something to note, China's revised Anti-Espionage Act took effect last month. The updated law gives Beijing additional authority to sniff out and punish acts that it deems a threat to its national security. Several U.S. officials have already expressed concerns over the new counter-espionage law. At the same time, tensions are still mounting between Washington and Beijing. The U.S. Embassy in China hasn't responded to the matter. 
New steps to halt fentanyl in its tracks. Mexico is promising to digitally track imports with ingredients used to make the lethal drug, which mainly come from China. Here are the details. Mexico is developing a digital tracking system to keep an eye on shipments of fentanyl precursor chemicals. The country's new foreign minister announced the plan Thursday during a visit to Washington. The mission is to monitor, track, and locate in real time the regulated chemical substances that enter into Mexico. Barcena said the system is now being tested. As for why the system targets the precursors instead of the drug itself, U.S. Secretary of State Blinken explained. And when it comes to fentanyl in particular, in many instances, the chemical precursors that go into making these drugs uh, are made in one place, transferred to another, put together, and then come to the United States. So we have to deal with this on an international level. Last year, U.S. authorities confiscated over 300 million doses of fentanyl, enough to lethally dose the entire U.S. population. In 2021 alone, the drug killed over 70,000 Americans. That's about one person every eight minutes. Fentanyl has killed more Americans than car accidents and cancer. A massive tech buy-up is hitting U.S. chipmaker NVIDIA. Orders totaling $5 billion, all placed by Chinese internet giants Baidu, Tencent, Alibaba, and TikTok owner ByteDance. The report comes from Financial Times this week, citing sources as saying the companies placed orders for NVIDIA's A800 chips, around 100,000 of them to the tune of a billion dollars, slated for delivery this year. The report also highlights purchases of $4 billion in graphics processing devices, set to be shipped out next year. The rush to buy up these chips appears twofold. On one hand, the chips are critical to advanced artificial intelligence. On the other, President Biden signed a new executive order Wednesday. When it takes effect, it will block certain U.S. investments in sensitive technology in China. It will also require companies to inform the government of certain China-linked tech funding, meaning the large orders could be part of an effort to stock up before then. Right now, NVIDIA offers the A800 processor in China. The chip model is a less advanced one, which complies with Washington's current export restrictions. That's after U.S. officials asked the company to stop exporting its two highest-end chips to the country. The West has voiced concerns over China's AI development due to its military applications. The U.S. and several allies have since banded together to limit Beijing's access to the tech. We reached out to NVIDIA for comment. A spokesperson responded that, quote, consumer Internet companies and cloud providers invest billions of dollars on data center components every year, noting they often place orders many months in advance. China's upcoming military drills near Taiwan are causing alarm. According to Beijing, no vessels are allowed to enter waters near the coast. Beijing's move aims to quote military intimate voters, as Taiwan Vice President William Lai makes a stopover in the U.S. on the way to Paraguay. China's ambassador to the U.S. said last month it was his country's priority to stop the visit. On the other side, a Taiwanese official said, quote, they want to build up the fear of war and make Taiwanese vote in favor of their choice. It's not the first time that the CCP has used similar methods. In April, the meeting between Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen and U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California received a similar response. 
China held a three-day large-scale maneuver alongside Tsai's return. The latest drill is scheduled to take place off the coast of the eastern city of Ningbo, around 300 miles from northern Taiwan. The island's defense ministry responded that people should remain calm in the face of China, quote, damaging peace and stability. A 5,000-year-old culture once almost lost is now being revived through classical Chinese dance. To shine a spotlight on those traditions, NTD is hosting a classical Chinese dance competition this September, where top talents from around the world will test their skills on stage. NTD's Chris Spears sat down with one of the judges for more on what to expect. The dancers will have a narrative piece and also a technical piece. So in the narrative piece, you'll see them portray a lot of different characters from Chinese history. From 5,000 years history, they can portray any single character because classical Chinese dance is very, very expressive. And in the technical piece, you'll see a lot of different and very amazing and spectacular technical movements. I asked Lee what the difference between classical Chinese dance and ballet is. But classical Chinese dance has 5,000 years of history. So through generations and through dynasties, Classical Chinese dance has been passed down through the imperial courts and through the people. And throughout time, it has been absorbing the essence of Chinese history and Chinese culture. And what you see on stage today is uh, like accumulation of all that history and culture. As for the difference between classical Chinese dance and modern dance. Modern dance uh, really emphasizes freedom of expression, I would say, and like fluidity. But in classical Chinese dance, there are still guidelines, and we call this shinfa. So this is the name of the poses, the requirement for the poses, and everything in between, like the process. The purpose of the NTD, International Classical Chinese Dance Competition, is to promote authentic dance characterized by beauty, goodness, and purity. But how can dancers best demonstrate these values in their performances? The most important thing is to try to put these values and live by these values in your daily lives. So the way that you carry yourself normally is going to be how you carry yourself on stage and it's going to reflect through your dance movements. Lee's message to contestants? It's really a competition against yourself. You can always compete multiple times then. It doesn't matter how you place, but as long as you're improving year over year, and that's something that I've been seeing every time, you guys are definitely improving. So just keep it up and see if you improve every year. Compete with yourself. And his hopes for the impact the competition will have on the world? I really hope that this competition can help raise more awareness and just shed more light on what classical Chinese dance is. And I hope that it can reach more people because it's something that is really, really beautiful. And Chinese culture is something that is so rich, so beautiful, and I think more people can learn about it. There's a lot of wisdom, I feel, that you can learn from traditional Chinese culture. And it's something that can be very impactful not only to your own life, but maybe even to your business. So I think it's something that's beneficial to society. The NTD International Classical Chinese Dance Competition will be held at Purchase College in Purchase, New York on September 9th and 10th. You can buy tickets at dance.ntd.com. Coming up, U.S.-China ties once again teetering on the edge. What's next after President Biden's off-script comment that China's economy is a ticking time bomb? What can we expect from Beijing? We hear from Steve Yates, former Deputy National Security Advisor at the White House and China Policy Initiative Chair at the America First Policy Initiative. More on that after the break here on China in Focus.
Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Are U.S.-China ties disintegrating? What's next after President Biden's off-script comment that China's economy is a ticking time bomb? And how might Beijing react? We hear from Steve Yates, former Deputy National Security Advisor at the White House and China Policy Initiative Chair at the America First Policy Initiative for details. Steve Yates, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me again. President Biden recently called China's economy a ticking time bomb. This comes as the U.S. is seeking a thaw with Beijing and trying to stabilize relations. So how should we read this? Well, I'm sure it will come as a shock to a lot of observers and maybe a lot of observers in China because President Biden hasn't really talked this way before. Uh, and it's kind of a a pattern with President Biden, where occasionally he'll say things that are on his mind that come out in kind of a shocking way, and then his team walks them back. This is one, though, that I have not seen an immediate walk back, in part because it's largely true, and it's getting much more widely covered in mainstream media now. It used to be that we had a few people warning about the fragility of the Chinese system, a property bubble, and other kinds of problems. But now it seems like every day there are articles in mainstream American outlets talking about a demographic bubble, a property bubble, markets getting pulled down, the recovery from COVID that's not materializing. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of pressure inside China. Ticking time bomb might not be the worst analogy, although these things can tick for a long time. North Korea was declared dead in 1990, and last I checked, it's still going. And to your point, all the headlines are noting China sank into what's known as deflation or the opposite of what we're seeing here in the States. But it seems in June, President Biden called Xi Jinping a dictator and Beijing immediately responded, saying this is politically provocative. We're not seeing a response yet, but what might we expect from Beijing this time? I expect they will have a, a forceful response. It may not be uh, personal in the form of an attack in response, but I think that the Communist Party has really only one leg of legitimacy to stand on in the eyes of most Chinese people, and that's delivering economic growth and opportunity and this idea that it's somehow rising while the West is falling. And however the West might be going through its own malaise, China is going through some real problems. But very few people talk openly and extensively about them inside China in their media. And so this statement by President Biden has to ripple a bit. There are some headlines out there pointing to, say, Xi-nomics or Xi Jinping's economics, because he is really focusing on the Maoist ideology, kind of turning away from Deng Xiaoping's opening up. So in that term, where do you see U.S.-China relations going if China is slipping as an economic power? Well, number one, it should accelerate American leadership in government, but especially in the private sector, to strategically decouple from China. And that, again, because not everyone uses these funny words of strategic decoupling, what it means is we're not necessarily cutting everything off, but anything that is vital to America's way of life and preserving our own independence, we should not have sole sourced in our supply chain from China. If China's going to go through uncertainty, we can expect them to lash out, to distract away from their problems at home, but also to try to knock us back as they fall down a notch. So I think that uh, we, we need to be careful. And Steve, this administration has really focused on talks with a whole slew of diplomats going to China, kind of stabilizing these relations. 
maybe the U.S. side is conceding more, but what is China bringing to the table? Well, China's not really bringing much to the table. They're sitting at the table waiting for America to come. And when our leaders come and they make their case, they sort of say, thank you for visiting, and not really much moves. There hasn't been very much follow-up to the, the cascade of cabinet-level officials who have gone to China to try to resume talks. And we, we have everything from John Kerry on the environment to Janet Yellen on the broader economy uh, and uh, Secretary of State and the National Security Advisor. Secretary of Commerce is supposed to be on the way as well. And of course, we have an APEC summit that's supposed to come in the not too distant future. And yet, nothing really seems to be moving. So I think what's happening is one side is not really coming to a conversation with something to give or something to explore. It's just there in almost a time of crisis. That's the ticking time bomb the president accidentally on purpose talked about. Steve Yates, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.